How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, what's going on? Why are you talking to me like this? Uh, well, so we, we, we went through a rebrand. We originally were, speaking of which, we're now Drunken Book Club. But I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are, you know, episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club. I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. All right, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, these guys should talk about this book on Drunken Book Club? Or even, hey, I want to hear them gush about this on Rubles Rupees. Well, guess what? We'll listen to you if you pitch in a dollar on our Patreon. That's right, for one dollar, we'll listen to you. And along with that dollar, you know what else you get? You get access to all the bonus episodes that I put out every single week, including the backlogs, and early access to all our podcasts and videos, and everything else that I put up on there. So for a dollar, I think it's pretty much worth it, but you be the judge. Check it out. It's at patreon.com slash speaking of which. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club Rodeo Edition. I'm your rootinest, tootinest cowboy in the West, Christopher the Cowdog Rupal, joined today with... I stepped through shit for marching band, Sam. Why are you doing it with a southern accent? She started it and it made me do it too. Okay, that's fair, I guess. And hey, welcome back to Drunken Book Club. This, as as always, for February, um, we I mean, we should really do an actual black history, like a black book, a black authored book. We should. Uh, but we tend to do these at close to the end of the month, and the end of the month for at least Tucson, I'm not sure about the rest of Arizona, is rodeo, a rodeo celebration for Arizonans, Tucsonans, I don't know. And I decided... Hey, what's the most rootinous, tootinous ranch handler book series out there? Hank the motherfucking cow dog. Hank the motherfucker cow dog. And I, I mean, as we normally do, I pick a couple and I ask our patrons and our Twitter followers in a poll what book we should read. And there were two monkey books, so I chose those two. And then I chose one that had a really funny cover. Though I'm disappointed I didn't choose the Dungeon of Something. There's a dungeon book. Hold up. I, I, it's it's in, the, in the back. If you give me a second. The Tricky Trap. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom. And the cover has Slim taking Tank downstairs. Oh, damn. And I'm like, ooh, kinky, eh? God damn it, Chris. Is, is Hank going to be in a Tijuana show? <laughs> no comment, okay. I don't want to talk about that. <clears throat> but this time around, we read Hank the Cow Dog, number 48, The Case of the Monkey Burglar. Now, Sam, as always, we should talk about what we pre-gamed on for uh, uh, Drunken Book Club. You want to go first? I had a shot of chocolate banana whiskey. Yes, we both had a shot of dark chocolate banana whiskey. It burned. Uh... If you're if you're not down with the whiskey like Rupal is, it burns. 
Uh, I don't remember the brand. I will... Hey, editors note the brand here. Isn't it... It's not Screwball. It's... I don't... No, it's not Screwball. I don't think it is. Editors note it here. Thanks, Chris. Here's that editor's note you requested, Mr. Rupal. <laughs> uh, the brand's called Scatterbrain. It's it's pretty good if you haven't tried it. It's a good brand. And what else did you have you had? I have had a Baja Blast with a shot of rum. All right. Very, uh, very not in theme. Hey, I mean, like, would you be surprised if, like, a lot of people just drink soda with a shot of something in it? I mean, no, I'm not going to say. I'm... No, they would not. I don't think they would. Like, Don't I mean, I me. feel like mine's a little more West, is a bit more Radio Days. Because I, too, also had the had the dark chocolate banana, because I feel like for Monkey Burglar, yeah. that makes sense. I had two shots of that, a shot of Wild Turkey, because I just needed something really fucking heavy. And, I, I mean, that's a Kentucky whiskey, but I feel like someone on the on the, on a ranch would be like, here, let's put hair on your balls. Yeah. Like, that, that shit puts hair on your balls. And I'm currently drinking a Not Your Father's Root Beer because, personally for me, Rodeo Days uh, reminds me of a couple things. One, a tinfoil wrapped burrito, uh, egg burrito, uh, while watching the Rodeo Day Parade. And also root beer. Hmm. Root beer in general. I feel like root beer is kind of that rodeo flavor for me. I think of Whataburger Mm -hmm. and almost like passing out. Hashtag Whataburger. I love Whataburger. Yeah. See, I have happy, joyful childhood memories. Oh, I also think of uh, lemons with salitos in them. Oh, I love lemons with salitos. Though, uh, man, that shit really ruins your teeth. Yeah, it's, it's basically why my sister, because it's, it's just not as... Like... It's, it's literally a salted, dried out prune stuck inside the middle of a fucking lemon. Yeah, so again, it's like just a more delicious version of what my sister did. Pretty much. back to the last one. But what was the other thing? Yeah, I have marching band memories. Yeah. So I've I've literally stepped in horseshit before. See, I have happy memories because I had a joyful childhood, and you were Sam. <laughs> you, you can't even burp at it, can you? No. Oh, poor thing. I don't damn. have a burp in me. No, what would suck is like for the turns. Yeah. Basically, like depend. We all had to have the same number of steps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there we go. And. The problem is, if you are on the inside, you can take smaller steps. Yeah. But if you're on the outside, you have to take big steps. Mm. And they put me on the outside at least one time. <laughs> I don't want to... I am not meant for the outside, especially when I am in the same marching band with people that are, like, six foot something. Yeah. And I'm like... Ugh. Just, like, trying to, like, throw my leg out. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this book. Let's talk about this cover, Sam. The cover of this book is pretty... This is a pretty weak cover, am I right? Like, it's just uh, a monkey on a porch. Yeah, we have Hank on the bottom left corner, mean-dogging a monkey that's dressed as a cowboy that looks to be dancing for nickels. Yes. Uh, also, the monkey has hu- has a huge right hand, so it probably has cancer. <laughs> and it also has alien eyes. It is, you're right, I did not notice the proportions of the yeah, hand being so bad. The hand is huge like, on that monkey. And the other hand is so tidy compared to it. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that that hand is fucking... That, that hand is double the size. Like, he's got fucking E.T. E- hand right there. <laughs> he's gonna fucking stick his finger up your butt. No. E.T. phone home. Ding. But yeah. And you know what's funny? This is actually the in the last chapter of this cover. Hmm. Yeah, remember? Oh, yeah. You yeah. read it today! Dude, I'm drunk. 
Don't call me dude. I'm not your dude. I'm your bruh. Hey, stepsister, let's fuck. God damn it. And I was actually thinking that, but then I forgot. And then you reminded me, and I... Wait, what? You were when you were ready. talking about the cover, I was like, wait a minute. It does... At first, I was like, the cover makes no sense. And I was like, oh, it's the last chapter. Yeah. But then you kept saying some words. <laughs> you're you're pretty drunk, aren't you? I'm, I'm not even that buzzed. I'm a lightweight. I don't drink that I know much. you're a lightweight. I was about to say, I, I mean, that's why I took the shot of wild turkey to try to get me. But hey, you know, Chris, Chris has a high constitution. I'm a fucking dwarf here. I'm ashamed. I'm a very tall dwarf. I'm ashamed of my kind. So <laughs> I should be a dwarf by my. Technically, yeah. I know you got the proportions of a dwarf. But I'm. We're a... talking about D and D dwarfs. We're not talking about the. We're not using the illicit gross term that Peter Dinklage does not respect, and we agree with Peter Dinklage here. Yes, we're talking about the D and D races. Yes. Uh, ancestries, the Pathfinder ancestries. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't enjoy the term race. That's with, fair. With fantasy stuff, it's it sounds really bad when you're like, <laughs> let's talk about race. Yeah, true. You're right. Let's talk about race theory in D and D. Okay, <laughs> chapter one. An interesting visitor. Today on the ranch, an unfamiliar red Chevy pulls into the ranch, and the dogs bark their heads off. In the Chevy is Chief Deputy Kyle, spelled K-I-L-E, which bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah. And also my, um, what's it called? My word processor. Yeah, it was like, do you mean why? Yeah, it's like, no, it's spelled like that, dude. I have to do so many fucking, like, no, it's like this. Like, that cow, cow dog and other stuff. And Deputy, Deputy Kyle was in the book, The Case of the Saddle, Saddle House Robbery. Hank is excited because he thinks Kyle is there for another mystery. But he is not. He is not. He was just in the area and needed some air for his tire. Slim, the farmhand, offers to find the source of the leak and finds that there's a mesquite thorn in the tire. Slim reckons there aren't any mesquite trees around these parts, and Kyle explains that he was about 20 miles from here at another farm that had a, that had apparently had some of its tools stolen by a monkey. Yeah. The, the one thing I thought when they, like, showed the picture... Yeah. Oh, I like, literally said picture time, but go ahead. Like, it's a really tiny, thin needle, but typically they don't tend to detach like that. Yeah, no, they don't. Mesquite, like, bush, mesquite trees don't really break off their thorns like that. Yeah, like, you would either have the whole damn branch on your tire, which... Which, that could happen. Yeah, but I'm more Those thinking... Those fuckers, like, I'm more thinking stuff. you wouldn't make 20 miles no. with that in your tire, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or... It would have been something else. Yeah, this like, is... it looked more like a cactus needle. I was about to say, I feel like John R. Erickson, uh, is that his name? Yeah, John R. Erickson, the writer of this. He is from Texas, for what it's worth. But I feel like he's in the part that doesn't have mesquite, actual mesquite trees. Yeah. I feel like he's closer to Oklahoma. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Texas. Texas is a huge fucking state. But I feel like that far north, you're not going to have as many mesquites. I was going to say, we're in Arizona where we have shit ton of mesquite trees. Yeah. I mean, we're in southern Arizona. Yeah. I'm so. just saying, like, we would also know mesquites. So, yeah. Uh, in this picture, I, I don't know. Nah, I'm, I'm going to skip this part because I I was like, I'm going to explain all the pictures. But I'm like, no, these pictures suck in this book. <laughs> they do. Except for one. <laughs> There's like a couple that are actually pretty funny. Slim asks, why didn't the farm dogs wake them up? And Kyle thinks they were slipped a Mickey. Actual words from the book, not mine. <laughs> yeah, they were. Kyle warns that the burglars may still be in the area. The deputy leaves and Hank and Drover have a vaudeville routine and tells him to keep his eyes out for any mysterious cars and monkeys. I almost put that of like, 
oh look it's who who's on first right there's a lot of that in this book yeah there's like a lot of like moments where they're just like duh hank hank why don't you say this well i'll tell you what it's like this but hank isn't it like this oh drover you idiot it's like this oh hank it's 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 just back and forth, back and forth. It's a lot of back and forth. It's like shit I would write for babies. I put page two. God, I forgot how much Hank rambles. Oh, he rambles so fucking much in this book. There is a lot of page filler in this book. Yeah, it's like it's so, it's so filling. I'd say there's about ten percent. I'd least. say ten percent of this book is page fill, which we'll get to eventually. We'll get to there soon. Chapter two. Loper and Sally may go on vacation. Vacation's all they ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. When was the first time you heard that song, Sam? Uh, I don't know. I remember. It was the Rugrats Vegas episode. Maybe. I don't know. For me, at least. I, I, I remember that that came on at like 9 and my bedtime was 9 o'clock and I couldn't watch it, but my brother could and I was very angry, but they recorded it for me. That's nice at least. That was very kind. I, was say, my, I still have that recording somewhere. My friends went and saw the Rugrats in Paris one. Yeah. Without me. Oh. And they wouldn't shut the fuck up about I mean, it. they say that. There, there are a lot of movies like that, weren't there, Sam? There's, there's a couple of ones because I got sick and they so I couldn't go. Shh. And then they were like, oh, but we're talking about the Vegas one. That's that's. I don't one. remember the Vegas. That's, one. It's an episode. I don't remember it, but that's it just... was pre Dill, I think. I, I don't remember. I just well, don't. Well, it's a great episode, and we should watch it because the babies are in Vegas, and there's the tigers, and they're like, we got a couple of I'm a baby. Okay, we can watch it later. Oh, baby. Sam hates that. She almost. She was gonna hit me with her notebook. Holy shit. She it's was a notebook. It's not like I'm gonna like. She was going to assault me on fucking radio. On radio, radio Disney. Yeah, Radio Disney. Hey, radio how's it going, bitches? Uh, <laughs> Loper comes over with a sour expression and tells Slim that Sally Mae is forcing him and the family to go on a three-day vacation to the mountains. Being the ranchman that he is, he has too much work to just drop everything. Slim picks on him for not wanting to take a trip. Loper then says that Slim has to move 800 bales of hay while he's away because Loper is an asshole boss. The next morning, Loper and his family leaves. Hank explains that to make the bales of hay is a pain in the ass because Loper buys equipment used in auctions and then to move the hay itself is normally a three-person job. So as a one-man crew, it fucking sucks. Oh, so one thing I put in this chapter specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, Slim has his moment because... Loper's like, oh, I should, like, he says to fucking Sally Mae, like, I should be all the vacation you need, being married to me should be all the vacation you need. Yeah. And Slim's like, no, that bitch needs a vacation and a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I'm like. Fucking Slim had some good burns. I'm like, good job, Slim. I was about to say, Slim's, Slim's, Slim's a mood. Yeah. Slim's a mood. Hank then heads over to where Drover is, and he's currently talking with Pete, the barn cat. Hank purposely steps on Pete's tail like a jerk. And it's also drawn for this chapter. Hank yells at Drover for mingling with a cat, which is against the rules, but Drover says they aren't mingling, just talking. And this goes on for a page, and the chapter ends with Pete making a poem and making a poem uh, that's making fun of Hank that goes a little something like this. And Sam, would you mind if I actually read this one? Go for it. Unless you want to read, read the poem. You can read it. Are you sure? Go for it. Read it. We tingle as we mingle, but I don't care, cause Wonder Dog Hanky lost his underwear. 
<laughs> Chapter 3, An Important Lesson in Poetry Hank, with the fragile masculinity of a Texas cowboy, scares Pete away. Hank asks Drover to give him a word so he can compose a proper poem for him. Drover gives him a bunch of words like bulldozer, pork rinds, and leprosy. Hank says, give him a good American word. And Drover says, chrysanthemum. 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 Hank takes the challenge and writes an entire song to fill in the word count. Like, literally, they fucking do a whole song and it fills out like two pages. I put chapter three was a waste. Yes. Drover admits he likes Pete's poem better because it's funny. Eh. And Hank didn't write the whole word of chrysanthemum. Hank storms off to find Slim. He finds Slim behind the machine shed, stressing over the truck. Hank tells Drover to go over and cheer up Slim and gives a wink to the audience, saying, <laughs> Do you see what's coming? You'll love it. Chapter 4, Nap Time on the Prairie. Slim was pulling out the dipstick, and Hank is like, Lol, Drover is about to get pumped, bitch. Slim looks for something to wipe the dipstick with, and then calls Hank over to be his oil rag. That's so fucked up. Hank is pissed about it, but accepts the job, and Slim uses his ear to clean the dipstick. And my note is, is this something actual rat chans do? I hope not. I really hope they don't use the that poor dog. That doesn't sound dog. safe for the dog. No, it sounds very bad. Slim takes the dogs with him to the hayfield. Slim gets to work, and the dogs... And the dog's job is to take care of any mice or rats that took up residence beneath the hay. After four trips, Slim decides it's time for an afternoon nap because the boss isn't around. Before he does, though, he sings to the dogs a song called Nap Time on the Prairie and fills out some more word count until the end of the chapter. Seriously, it's three more pages of this shit. When are we going to get to the monkey burglar factory? Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, I feel like you needed page count at this point, because that was all it felt like. It, like It was literally three fucking pages. Chapter 5, The Guppy Invasion. Fucking worst chapter title. <laughs> but it had a great picture. Yes. Uh, Slim and Hank take a nap under the truck. Hank is startled awake by Drover trying to get his attention. Upon waking up, Hank bangs his head on the bottom side of the truck, causing him to be slightly delirious. After some unhumorous direction from the two dogs, Drover finally tells Hank why he woke him up. A strange car has approached in the field. The dogs quickly approach the truck and a slim figure comes out. The dogs make themselves look fierce to try and scare the stranger, but he just calls to them. The stranger explains to the dogs, as I turn page, that his name is Willie Sidelow and that he's part of the Texas State Department of Hay. He doesn't wish to awaken Slim and calls for assistant Bub, who promptly leaps out of the truck window. So one thing I put is, why is he talking to the Why is he explaining this to the dogs? Yeah. Because, like... Like, okay, so I could have sworn this was the book where Hank literally dreamed the whole thing. And I thought after he banged his head, that's what was going to happen. This is not an entire dream sequence. It would make yeah. sense if it was a fucking dream sequence, because that shit would make sense. But no, this is fucking book 48, and John R. Erickson can't think of anything better to Well, and I'm about. like, pardon me, and I go to it a little later. Because mm -hmm. there's a moment where he's like, huh, did you hear that, but to the reader? Yeah. And I'm like... There's a lot of, like, wall breaking, fourth wall breaking. Well, and there's times where I'm like, is it that he's trying to be smart and b making Hank as an unreliable narrator? <laughs> Hank's Deadpool before Deadpool. 
<laughs> Hank the Cowdog's the original Deadpool. <laughs> or Hank the Cowdog came out before Lobo, so he definitely is the fourth wall breaking king. <laughs> well, and I put like for the HUD. Did you hear that bitch? You're writing the story. <laughs> Chapter 6, and An Official Inspection Hank explains that Bub stood three feet tall and was dressed in western wear, and we clearly can tell that it's a monkey, even though they literally draw it out for us on the next page. Hank shakes Bub's hand, but Drover is fearful of Bub. Willie tells Bub to inspect the truck, and Bub rushes to work, and even gets on all fours to run. Willie explains that Bub was wounded in the war and that he's all crippled up. And that's why he runs on all fours. Same as Weiss. <laughs> I just want to see Weiss all of a sudden just get on all fours and just... Right. Bub hops into the truck and pulls out two hay hooks, some wrench wrenches, and Slim's lunch. They say they will have to take all of this for tests back at the lab. Except for Slim's mackerel and ketchup sandwich. They give that to Hank because they're grossed out by it. Now here's a question. Would you try a ketchup and mackerel sandwich? This is a actual common thing in these books. I don't... I would try a bite of it. My only thing is it's, like, canned, so I don't know, like... I mean, I like canned fish. That's not... In the, and that's not including just tuna. Yeah. I've had sardines. I've never had canned mackerel, though. I was gonna say, I'd try a bite of it. I'd try a bite. Okay. I don't know if I could commit I'd to have a to, I would have to definitely try it, like, mackerel by itself first. Then I would have to try it with ketchup. That's fair. Um, and then I would maybe be like, is it good with spicy ketchup from Whataburger? Hey, Whataburger, you gonna hook us up? <laughs> Seriously, spicy ketchup from Whataburger is the fucking... You know, Whataburger's ketchup's really good. Yeah, because even their regular ketchup's good. Yeah, I mean, y'all, their fancy ketchup is so yeah. good. Uh, I think it's just because they're Texas, and that's why we're talking about them now. And also your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I love Whataburger. It, it, it might be my favorite fast food place. People from California can go fuck themselves. I want pure Texas beef. Well, and also, Whataburger never gives me diarrhea. Yeah. in and out does. <laughs> <laughs> the two inspectors then leave. Drover tells Hank that he thinks Bub was a monkey and that they were lying to them. Hank tells him that's bullshit. Then another truck approaches. Hank thinks it's the inspectors returning their tools. Because Hank's a fucking idiot. Chapter 7. My beloved comes calling. It's actually Miss Viola, a character from the series that the dogs love. She had come to see Slim. They head over to the sleeping ranch hand, and Hank licks his ear to wake him up like if he was Hanzo. No. The only difference is not the humping. I bet he would hump, though. Slim is shocked to see Viola. She tells him that she's hearing, she's here asking if they've been missing any tools. Her father's wrenches have gone missing. Slim says he hasn't lost any tools. Viola then offers to help Slim. Slim accepts and goes in the truck to get his hay hooks, but can't find them. He then realizes there are monkey tracks leading to and from the truck. The dogs hear about monkey tracks and start putting it together. They hide under the truck in guilt, and Slim calls to them. Chapter 8. Drover and I figure it out. Slim is disappointed in the dogs not waking him up, and he explains to Viola about the monkey burglar that Deputy Kyle had told him about. They decide to head out and find the burglar since they couldn't have gone far. The dogs agree they won't be fooled by another midget with a monkey mouth or monkey ears. Actual quote from the book. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's their, that's their word, not ours. Slim and Viola return and Hank and Drover hide under the pickup again. 
Slim thinks they'll return to steal more, and he plans a stakeout so he can get a license number and description of the truck. Viola then offers once more to drive the hay truck for Slim, and the dogs rush from under the truck when it jolts to life with sound and fury. They finish working at 8pm, and Slim offers to pay Viola for the work. She says she doesn't want money, just that slim dick of his. Okay, no, she just wants a date to the dance that's happening in town. I mean, what they do after the date is their business. Yep. He obliges. Hank and Drover are hungry and head to the shed to eat. That's how the fucking chapter ends. They're hungry. Chapter 9, we prepare for the worst. And, and we also do because of this fucking book. Uh, <laughs> Slim plans on having supper and taking a hot bath before the stakeout tonight. After Slim leaves the dogs, Hank dozes off. Drover wakes him up to inform him a pickup just pulled up. Hank tells Drover to watch the machine shed while he gets slim. Hank rushes out and notices Drover has followed him. Drover admits that he's afraid of monkeys, so Hank uses him to bark up a storm to wake Slim up. Nothing. Hank thinks that Slim fell asleep in the tub. Hank spies Slim asleep in the tub and starts barking his head off, but Slim remains asleep, possibly drowned. <laughs> then there's a commotion in the machine shed. Hank then has a Telltale Games moment where he must decide whether to wake Slim or investigate the machine shed. Hank decides to go to the machine shed on his own. Chapter 10, The Moment of Truth Draws Near. These chapter titles are fucking bullshit. <laughs> they are. Along the way, Hank is startled to see Pete the barn cat who, inform, who informs Hank of what he already knows. Hank tries to convince Pete to team up with him. Also, is Pete queer-coded? Because he call, keeps calling Hank Hanky. I always feel that kind of way. Like, he's right? like... He might be slightly queer-coded because, you know, oh, cats are gay. <laughs> cats are femme, so therefore, yeah. yeah. It's something bullshit like that. He finally regrows a pair and goes to the shed on his own, and he discovers a girl monkey stealing their tools. And I have to take note here. The picture in this book of the girl monkey, quote-unquote, is amazing. It's clearly the same monkey as before, but in a dreadlock wig, lipstick, rouge, and a dress. It's the worst image I've seen, <laughs> but I fucking love it. Well, and the shirt that it's in? Yeah. It's just like the shitty tassels, with, like the fringe on it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it's the worst it's drag so monkey. Bad. It's so bad. It needs to sh sashay away. <laughs> it's like fucking, it's like that one episode of King of the Hill where Bobby joins the, um... The, the girls. No, no, when he has to do the stupid, the, what's it called, the, the cross-dressing cheerleader thing. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do it. And then it's like, fine, I'll do it. And he has a good time. Yeah. And he talks about how it's supposed to be kind of bad. Yeah. Hank tells the monkey to drop the tools, and they do. Hank asks them their name, and it's Lucy. Hank interrogates Lucy, and she says that Willie only pays them two bananas a day and a box of yum-yums. That she offers a piece to Hank, which he refuses. She says that Willie sells the tools at, at auctions and pawn shops in Oklahoma. She gives him tears and he feels sorry for her. She offers him once again a yum yum and Hank reluctantly accepts one. Chapter 11, Lucy's Heartrending Story. Lucy gives Hank one, and he, uh, one yum yum and he sniffs it and knows it's not drugs so he downs it. I like that he sniffs and it's like, yep, not drugs. How does he know what drugs smell like, though? <laughs> it's just dogs know. Dogs just intrinsically know? Yeah, except for Hank, because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> she, 
She then tells Hank her story about how she was a rebellious girl who didn't listen to her mother and joined the circus. She also worked the poles for a while, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't. The monkey poles. The monkey poles. <laughs> <laughs> I like how stereotypical of a story. It's just like, wow, fucking Texas, eh? Joined the circus. She did a Debbie Does <laughs> Lucy Does Dallas. Lucy Does Dallas. That's to get to fucking to become a Dallas cow cow cowgirl. She tried, but she didn't get that far. Yeah. She didn't get enough money to get to... <laughs> Apparently. You don't even know the story of Debbie Does Dallas, do you, Sam? It's been a while, okay? I You've saw never the... seen it! I've seen the Popsicle Stick version. <laughs> From fucking Robot Chicken? Yes. Oh my god. Shut up! I've actually seen it, people, just so you know. Of course I've fucking seen it. I've seen a lot of fucking movies. What are you, the cinema stop? I've seen a lot of porn and I've seen a lot of movies. Thank you very much. That's an important piece of history right there, okay? Debbie Does Dallas is an important piece of not just pornography, but mainstream to pornography. And I'm not saying that just to sound like a snob. It's the truth. Thank you very much. She offers Hank another yum-yum and he accepts. Hank starts to have a hard time staying up and pronouncing words. Lucy then reveals to him that she's actually bub what a shock to the five-year-olds in the audience <laughs> hank is then plopped out of the way by bub and he makes us take an oath not to repeat this but who cares then word count continues for two fucking pages there's like a page and a half just of him with a fucking oath yeah it's fucking it, it, like i said 10 percent of this book is fucking What's I, I skipped the part where Slim sings literally... Oh, wait, no, I said he slims a fucking three-page song. Like, for fuck's sake. There's a lot of word count in this book. So my notes for those two are Drag Monkey. Uh-huh. Or Drag Monkey. Monk, whatever. The... Oh my, I don't care. And then Hank, Hank's gonna get roofied. I mean, Hank did get roofied. Yeah. Chapter 12, Ruined, Disgraced, and a Dismal Failure. Hank wakes up the next morning feeling like shit, while Slim and Deputy Kyle speak over his body. Slim says they stole everything that wasn't nailed down. Slim grows through the day depressed. At five, he gets ready for his date with Viola, and Hank gets to tag along. They grab Miss Viola and head to Lipscomb for the dance. Slim leaves Hank in the bed of the truck while they go out and dancing. While they go out dancing. Jesus Christ. Hank tries to sleep, but can't because of the noise. He then spies a monkey two-stepping and dancing for money for a crowd. He also sees Willie. Hank rushes into the dance to get Slim. He finds Slim and Miss Viola, and they go outside. They see the monkey, and Slim gets the deputy. The deputy calls for backup, and they arrest the two perps. The fucking end. That's literally it. Yeah. It all gets resolved in one fucking chapter. Jesus Christ. This was a book about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like, it just felt, I was like, wow, this, uh... This, this was, like, the most page fucking, like, ten, like we said, 10% of it was page filler. The rest was barely a plot. Yeah. Like, they, I don't know, like, maybe it's because we're reading the 48th book in the series, but, hey, oh, you know what? What's the 48th guest book book? I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay, the 48th Goosebumps book is Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. That's a good fucking book right there. Like, that's a legit good one right there. And, you know, there's plenty of, like, like I can pick on on R.L. Stein and Goosebumps in general, 
But this shit was nothing. This Hank the Cowdog was Garbaggio. Yeah. Like, fuck. I was like, wow, that, uh, I read this. Yeah. I Like, there are times I've, I've read a book, or like when I reread a... Uh, Fucking Bonicula. Yeah. That I was like, I don't know why I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. If I got to this book, which I don't think I even did. No, I know I didn't. But if I theoretically did, I could at least understand if I didn't remember it, because there's nothing, nothing to remember. Nothing. You remember a monkey, maybe, and that's it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, monkey. But there's an earlier book with a monkey, too. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe we should have read that one, but hey, this is what the poll, this is the one that won the poll. I'm not angry at you guys at all. You guys chose this book, and I'm okay with it, okay? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a monkey book. I, I don't blame. You were also hoping that this book would be more interesting, too. I really did. Because you were kind of hoping this one Like, at first, I was really feeling this book. A bit of a slow start to the monkey factory, but over time, it just dragged the fuck on. This was an exhausting read, to say the least, and it was only 129 pages. At least this one wasn't outright racist. Just subtly racist. Like, one thing I put was, like, they put, like, oh, I was given drugs from the jungles of Mambi Pambi or something like that. Yeah. And I was, like... It's shit like that. And using the term gangster monkey did it, not feel good. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of weird fucking, like, if you think about it too much, it might be a little racist. But I'm, like, I mean, I don't know if he's really going for that. But, I mean, I don't know. He's a good old boy. He could have... He could, I, I can't I can't tell you what John R. is thinking. Well, this was also made a while ago, so... 2006. Oh, never mind. Fuck it. I mean, I that, it was... th- that is technically... What? That's 16 years ago. Yeah, but it's still not like that. This book can learn to drive. Yeah. But I'm still not saying that necessarily is an excuse for no, like, no. some of this stuff, because... No, no. This book was about 20 pages too long, and has so much filler, it could fill a pie. Yeah. What do you... what Out of five, what do you give this book? Uh... You want to hear my score? Yeah. I personally gave it a 2 out of 5. It only gets a little higher of a score because it has a monkey and that monkey cross-dresses. Yeah. I mean, 2 out of 5 I think is fair because it's one of those... I was able to finish it. I mean, I I can finish a 1 out of 5 book. Usually 1 out of 5 is much more painful for me typically. Yeah. This was at least like quick enough to breeze through. I was about to say, this was... Like, I don't think I've ever breezed through a book. Like, Benicula was a breeze because it was really entertaining. Yeah. This was a breeze because it was fucking like, oh, I can skip three pages. Okay. Yeah, like, are they doing anything for the next three? Yeah, that was like the only... Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to bring back a segment that we haven't done in a while. It's called Recommendations. Okay. All right? Because, you know, sometimes a book makes me think of certain things. And this book did make me think of two things. It made me think of two monkey movies. Monkey movie time! Okay. It made me think of Dustin Checks In. It's an orangutan movie where it's in a hotel. And the orangutan is stealing and Jason Alex And Jason Alexander is there. And her- I'm, I'm doing a little mute space, but it's not Clarence. I can't, I can't remember how to do Clarence. And then, and then the, and the monkey, he stole the stuff and, and he kissed the guy and ha ha ha. But I mean, am I wrong? I do love Justin Chexan. Yeah, I know. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in quite a long time. But I remember really liking that movie as a kid. And yes, I know orangutans aren't monkeys. They're fucking awesome apes. Who gives a fudge? Close enough for this. But you know what? There is a monkey movie that uh, that actually has a monkey burglar. It's called Monkey Trouble. I've never seen it, though. 
Okay. But I have, I've seen the VHS cover a million times. I don't know. It was one of those ones that I remember seeing at like Blockbuster and being like, monkey. So, uh, but yeah, Dustin Jackson was one of those ones that I remember seeing on like HBO or something. And then like I would rent it every now and then. I, I need to find out if Monkey Trouble is like streaming on Disney Plus or something. Because I want to watch a, a good Monkey Burglar movie. Should we watch a Monkey Burglar movie? Not tonight. Not tonight, dear. Why not, Sam? I'm tired. Oh, hi, tired. I'm Chris. Maybe you should have watched monkey movies instead of hanging out with friends and being social. Much monkey, not be social. But monkeys would be social. That's what a monkey would do. Monkey. Monkey, monkey, monkey. Monkey, 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 monkey. You just wanted more monkey. Monkey. Monkey cheese! What monkey stuff would you recommend based on this book, Sam? I don't know. I don't know that much monkey stuff. Why don't you know more monkey stuff? Because I just have We should watch more monkey movies. <laughs> monkey movie madness starting this May. Actually, let's go with March because it's sooner and I like alliteration. Monkey month on speaking of which. We're talking about nothing but monkey stuff in the month of March. The wonderful month of March. Hey! You know what I recommend? Huh? Super Monkey Ball. Monkeys! It's a good game. I love Monkey Ball. I, I fucking love Monkey Ball. I've showed you Monkey Ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I'd recommend... You said what's something monkey-related. And that's the first thing I can think of, and it's at least good. There's no monkey burglars. They steal your heart. No, they don't. Monkeys take heart. Monkey eat heart. Monkey grow strong. Monkey evolve. Monkey go, become I'm man. Lay down now. Hello and welcome to Drunken <laughs> Book Club, and I am your host Christopher the Monkey Rupal. <laughs> okay, thanks for joining us this week on Drunken Book Club. Uh, I, I think the wild turkey finally hit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for joining us this week. Hey, make sure to join us on SOW underscore podcast on Twitter. That's my main account on there. I talk to you all because I love y'all. Shout out to Spongy. Shout out to at Bro yeah Nice. You two, you two keep the shit real. Also, all the random out of context Goosebump pages. I love you guys. I know Spongy, you run one of those, but the other one's really cool too. I wish I could remember their names, but I'm drunk. And also, this isn't Goosebumps, so I can't say it. Uh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. I like y'all. Also, all the other people who treat and stuff, you guys are awesome. I need to, I need to make a better note. <laughs> I need to take down note of who of who retweets. Thank you all. Uh, and make sure to follow us on Speak You Wish Podcast on Facebook, but I only update it by putting up the podcast, and that's it. You can also go to the website, speakingofwish.org. You can find out, you can see when the episodes are uploaded, you can even message me on there, and you can also subscribe there and know when new episodes are up and when there's new updates. But you can also go to Twitter, and that's that's a good place too. You can also join us at patreon.com slash speakingofwitch. For $1, you get a shout-out. You get a bonus episode every week. You get, uh, you get uh, bonus contents. You get the episodes early. You get them up to at least Monday or Tuesday. Depends when I finish editing and if I'm not busy. Because, hey, guess what? I have a life. You have work. I have work. I have a life, people. And, you know, whatever. Like, I have to do my taxes and they suck. Have you done your taxes, Sam? No. Okay. I just like to check. I need to print out my W-2. Nice. 
but yeah, join us on there. It's a dollar for all the content, and you'll get a shout-out, just like our patron, Trey, at Yurtosaurus on Twitter. Check him out. He's cool. He's he's legit because he gave us a dollar, and I do appreciate that. Uh, and you get a bonus vote for all our polls for Drunken Book Clubs and Let's Reads and all the other stuff. You get a double. You get double the vote, and that's pretty cool. I'm just saying, and you get all that other stuff I said. Uh, but 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 hey, Sam, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter at Berserker Rose. Sam. I think we're going to have to put a monkey song at the end of this. I don't know what monkey song, but we're putting a monkey song. Put a song by the monkeys. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. You know what? It's funny. I'm actually getting that vinyl <laughs> uh, because I I went on uh, Run Out Groove where they do like a monthly one. Like you, they do a, a one of like one of three w- mm-hmm. will win and they do a limited run. And I, I ended up buying the monkey vinyl because I really like that one. Okay. I also bought Fear, Fear Factory's Demanufacturer. <laughs> Two very different. Two very different. And that's where I get all... I mean, that's they, they're they also the ones who have been releasing all the type of negative vinyls. <clears throat> so, hey. How about some monkeys? Monkey. Monkey cheese.